a level that's relatively low. That's a good starting level, yeah. talk beyond the headlines welcome to our podcast brought to you by your boy tunde and your boy herschel what's up y'all what's up what's up welcome back we missed you guys yeah you know uh we haven't recorded too much lately we're both pretty busy individuals but we love uh our fans and we love talking about sports so, you know, that's why we just couldn't stay away from it too long. Um, if you don't know much about us, we're both from Atlanta. Well, I'm a Atlanta uh, transplant as of 12 years. So, so um, you know, we're f- from Atlanta and, you know, we just like to, you know, talk about sports and other uh, life uh, topics. Uh, Herschel, anything else to say to the fans? No, I, I mean, they, they need to go ahead and uh, check those old podcasts and really, you know, get to know us. But, uh, James, uh, did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, man. Um, you from here. Yeah. <laughs> You've been here long enough that... Come on, bro. Right, right. But, yeah, yeah. just so we have some uh, quick introductions, um, on the pod with us today, we've got two guests to discuss some heavy topics that we wanted to talk about. Uh, we got my boy James here. What's going on? And, of course, we got Will. What's good, people? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so we like to refer to Will as the basketball expert. I don't think we have any basketball topics on right now, so he's just Will. No, 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 no. We got some notes. We got some notes. Yeah. Oh, okay, well. Resident basketball expert. I came prepared <laughs> to talk about my resident expert Well, we, we're not, we're, we don't know, so he's just Will for now. All right. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, the other, our other friend, James, he is our life expert. You know, he, he gives us some really interesting wow. stuff yeah. about life, you know, Jesus. so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's real talk beyond the headlines, and if there's one thing that you can always rely on us for, as as our fans, is that we're going to give it to you real. It's real talk, always. Um, All right, so turn up. All right, we're going to get back into uh, a little place we left off in the last podcast. Um, you know, one of the fan favorite segments, whose mans is this? Um, I got a few for you today, Toon. <laughs> get your mans. I just had to get that. Out, you know? Get your mans. Hey, 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 yo, whose mans is this? Whose mans is this? Yo, Bruh. can we get one from James or Will? Brad, go ahead. Hey, yo, get your mans, B. <laughs> whose mans is this, B? Oh, yeah. Yo, fam, get your mans, B. Get your mans. Get your mans yo. There it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, there's this lots of mans that gotta get, gotta get caught uh, today. So. All right, to start off, um, just to be quick, I'm going to just knock this out of the way. Um, You may not have heard, but um, the Eagles wide receiver Josh Huff got arrested earlier this week, right? Obviously, these niggas can't stay out of trouble. Weed and a gun charge. This is why, you know, okay, you know, many people out here smoke weed in 2016 and all. You know, it's cool. This is why this man has to get your mans. His first excuse was... This is not. This is my boy's weed and my boy's gun. 
to the police. Really, bro? That's that's the excuse you're about to come with? Okay. Yo, that sounds like the fall guy stayed at home. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Oh, um, man. You're falling. But to follow that up, the next day he actually makes the statement like, yo, all of us, all of my teammates got to carry guns. You know, we, we, we got a lot of money. We, we think we're safe out here. Yeah, I made the exact same face soon. Yes. Wow. This dude wow. was walling. Yes. So he just basically ratted on his whole team. I mean, allegedly. Yes. Jeez. But yeah, um, immediately following that, the Eagles cut him straight up. So wow. Josh and I mean Josh Huff, whose man's is this? That's what we need to be asking. Somebody needs, right. needs to get Josh Huff. So and I mean I don't uh, know if he was friends with anyone on the team, but if he maintains this kind of character, I really doubt it. So I I, mean, yes. I can't say Eagles get your man's because he's not an Eagle anymore. I mean they got rid of him as a man's. That's the correct move, Eagles. He wasn't even that great. So I mean. That's- that's what I'm saying. I didn't even know who bro was. Yeah. And now he's just another man that's got to be gotten. Yeah, yep. pretty much. But, I mean, you know, there's definitely lots of things going on there. But, you know, the part where he says everyone carries a gun, that's just. <laughs> bro, what are you doing? Yo, keep your business to yourself yes, and just let it be keep that Keep it way. under wraps. Yes. Um, but to get to the next one, um, this one was a little more personal. Uh, so earlier this week, you know, it was the Falcons game. You know, they won. They put up 40 on the Bucks. you know. Fuck them, yeah. All right. So <laughs> I was hyped. I'm sorry, guys. I, you know, I am a homer for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, one of the few fans. Um, <laughs> Damn. But yeah, so um, Tune, do you want to give them the story? Or this is the Taco Mac one? Yes. Uh, from, from the beginning. You got it. <clears throat> all right. So, you know, we go to Taco Mac. We had something planned kind of all week because we went to Taco Mac on Sunday and got the free coupons because... The Falcons won. Okay. So, uh, well, you heard it here on Real Talk. Um, <clears throat> so, we got the coupons. So, it turned out to be good because the coupons only last a week and the Falcons were playing again on Thursday. So we went, we cashed out our coupons, you know, six free wings. Go ahead and check it out. Brought to you by Real Talk. Um, yeah, this is, Taco Mac should be paying up. us right now. Yeah, that Taco Mac sponsorship, that's on the way. Should we just go ahead and do like a quick impromptu Taco Mac commercial? Yeah, let's go yeah. ahead and do that. And then and just play it next time we go. Yeah, no, more free wings. Like, I like right that. Okay. Right now, yeah. I'll do it. All right. Taco Mac, you saved my life. Yo, Taco <laughs> Mac, you helped me do my taxes. Taco Mac, you got me off the streets and off PCP. <laughs> Taco Mac, you helped me hide the bodies. Appreciate it. Taco Mac, thank you so much. Thank you for those free wings. Back to real talk. So we go to <laughs> we go to Taco Mac and we're chilling. You know, we got a little crew. You know what I'm saying? We're pretty deep. And then, so you know, the game is going. I, you know, the, what the Falcons do first? They they scored first, and then mm-hmm. the Bucks scored. The Bucks scored first, and then the Falcons scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the Falcons got the ball back, and then before really anything happened, dude was like three points. Yeah, three points. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, he, his decibel level was way higher than Crazy. this too, though." Herschel. Yeah, this dude was basically hating. He wasn't even a Bucks fan. He was just like yelling in in a restaurant, like yelling to his boy that was literally two feet away from him. Just three points. Like this man was going ham. It was it was absurd. Right. Um. So you know the Falcons do end up kicking a field goal or whatever. And then the Bucks are going down, getting ready to kick a field goal. Actually, they're not even field goal range yet. But I'm like, yo, I'm definitely yelling three points once that time comes. So they end up turning the ball over. You know I had to let them know. No points. <laughs> no, no points. No points. No. Oh, yeah. But and see, they was we, silent. We hadn't even started saying get your mans first. No. At that, that was point. Cool. Nope. Anyway, redirect to his homeboy who's sitting across from him. You know, I didn't this is how I was uh notified of this event, but you know, I'm looking at, I'm watching the game, and next thing I know, I see like the uh, waitress just kind of going off, 
and then I get a whiff of cigarette smoke, and it turns out this dude, his boy, freaking is lighting up a cigarette in Taco Mac. In Taco Mac, an establishment, a corporate establishment. It's been so long. Like his his excuse was, I didn't know. When the last time you've been to a, like a regular restaurant where you know not not no strip club or anything ridiculous like that, right. but. When's the last time you've been to a restaurant and they allowed you to just spark up a cigarette? Like, where does it? Where did this man think he was? Right. Like, who's whose man's is this? In all honesty, <laughs> like this was their whole crew. Like, who's these dudes are wilding the whole time, right? So they actually kicked this dude out. Like, uh, the waitress is like kind of flipping a shit. She's like, "Yo, I'm getting my manager. Like, I'm not about to deal with this. You know, she got the neck snapping. You know." It's black girls in Atlanta. It, you know, they, they do right, what they all do. Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> hey, hey, hey now. The, hey, the election's around the corner. I ain't, we love love I ain't queens, even going though. over there. We love our queens. We love our queens. <laughs> this is not locker room talk. But yeah, no, no, no. So, um, you know, they kick your mans out. And his crew decides to stay. And they're, they're silent now. They're all dejected and shit sitting over here. Uh, which was also weird to me. Like, if your boy gets kicked out, like, y'all should probably, you know... Just ride with your man, you know. Yeah. Watch the game at the crib, I guess. You know that that would make sense to me. Who knows? Um, so the game continues. They're they're still drinking over here and all, and it may be the you know halftime, third quarter or so. We look over. Your man's is KO'd, knocked all the way out. Like he's dead. Basically. Neck broken in the chair, like ridiculous. Like people were Snapchatting. His boy was Snapchatting. Other tables were like, "Yo!" And this is the same dude, you know, not thirty minutes later, earlier, talking about three points, yelling the whole time. Just their whole entire crew, just get your man's right, like, right. So, dude, you know, he basically falls asleep on the game that he was mad hype about. So, yes, get your man's. Right. Other dude lights a cigarette in the restaurant. You know, I'm like, get your man's. And then, dude is hanging out with these dudes, the third guy. <laughs> yes. So, I'm like, whose man's is this? <laughs> exactly. you know? So, that's just, that's the world we live in. You know what I'm saying? It's lots of man's that got to get got. Um, all that, <laughs> shit was, that, was, that, that shit was What's hilarious that? to me. Yes. But, uh, I mean, what else you got, Herschel? What else I got? Okay. Um. So this is a quick little statistical thing or whatever. If you guys had to guess what stadium had the most fan arrests or the most fan violence, where would you? Where do you think y'all would say? Philadelphia. Okay, Philly. Will, what you got? I'm gonna say Oakland. Okay. And the Bay Area teams, the other ones. Okay, just Cali in general. Them niggas just like to fight. Okay. Okay. Yes. Shout out to Cali. You you talking about just football? Just just football for this particular study. Um, I gotta think. I probably would go with Philly, but if not Philly, I say Pittsburgh. 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 No, so uh, this get your man's goes to all of the Chargers fans. They have led the league in arrests uh, for the past. There was a study done from 2011 to 2015, and these are brawls and shit that are going on out in the parking lot, in the stadiums and stuff. They're coming and arresting these dudes. So just to give you a quick list, it's um, Chargers first, then the Giants, then Jets and Raiders. So obviously New York niggas don't know how to act. And just as we said, I mean, it's Cali, you know, Shout I guess. Shout out to New York. We're just or, going after everybody. Yeah. Cali, New York, you can all get it. Hey, or you could look at it as that's who got the most lit tailgate. They're this is also true. Up. There was also this um, story where this dude, honestly, uh, so he got into a bra. He was by himself. Um, he was bas- He was drunk and tried to get into, well, he tried to get into the wrong car. And these dudes whooped his ass. So, <laughs> and like his, his people are not around. So they just propped him against this RV um, and just like left him there. Right. And then, you know, 
at some point after that, you know, he lost consciousness or whatever, and then he eventually stopped breathing. So later, there was a, a wrongful death that was like charged, right? Oh, but he they, died? yes, that dude died. Wow. So they, you know, they didn't, they couldn't find, um, you know, any of the people or whatever. And essentially, the chiefs got charged in this um, lawsuit, saying that they they set up this environment where like people could just come out and party, but they didn't have the necessary security um, to for the situation that they were setting up. So shit was pretty crazy, and, and yeah, it's kind of sad that like you know people are losing their lives and shit like this. But like fans that, that are going to these games, get your mans, figure that shit out, man. You know it's never that serious. Like yeah. I mean, you know if you got a Drax a Saints fan, I understand. <laughs> By all means, but but you know keep it civil, guys. Please. Hey, shout out New Orleans, y'all can get it too. <laughs> we just go after everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, my last real get your mans. I had a few others, but you know they're not that good. Um. Cam Newton, bruh. Oh, man. What the fuck is this man wearing? I know y'all saw the memes. They had everything going on. They had this man, Soror Cammy, coming out in his Neophyte show. Um, they had this man as a Batman villain talking about, yo, if you don't release uh, Batman's identity, I'm going to bring Gotham to his knees. It was That shit was hilarious. Wow. My real problem with it, though, is the man's dressing like this and then trying to have these in-depth speeches about how he doesn't like the game how it's not safe anymore and and to an extent he has a point but the problem is every time you're dressed in such an attire that becomes the conversation piece instead of yo these quarterbacks are getting beat up you in particular are getting beat up uh versus some of the other quarterbacks in the league that are getting um these rough in the passer calls um and i wanted to ask you guys do y'all think like one is cam getting too hit too much and was that outfit fresh? It was kind of fresh, but just not for the situation. Bro, it was kind of fresh. If he's going to the fit, t- Kentucky Derby. Fit trash. Okay, okay. Oh, Did you see the like, shoes, bro? That, yeah, super okay, trash. Okay, the shoes were trash. Man, I, super I trash. think it was, it was fresh if the jacket was a different color. Like, you know, he had the bow tie, okay. he had the hat. The, the hat shirt. was inexcusable. What was, what was wrong with the, the hat? The forest green hat. Come on. It, it looked like the, felt with or suede or something. With the feather. With this yeah, it's like three Right. Okay. Man sat on a zoo suit, man. <laughs> it was. Come on, bro. Yes. Hey, listen, man. Y'all just hang on the young nigga. <laughs> All right. Well, he's you know, older hey, than me, but. Shout out for self expression, but, like, I agree with Herschel. You know, it really. It's really shooting yourself in the foot when you're trying to make a point or be taken seriously. Right. Uh, you know? I believe that Cam Newton takes some hits that are not being called. That's, the, that's on the refs. Yeah. That can be resolved. But. First of all, I think dudes already come into the game wanting to hit him because it's Cam. Yes, that's the other thing. Like, all last year, he was saying, yo, you don't like me dabbing on your team. Stop me. Now they're stopping him, right. and, and it's complaining. Right. So, to me, honestly, some of that, I think, does come from losing. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's been known to be, you know, a crybaby. He, he pouts when he loses. So, I'm not really surprised by the behavior. It's just... Right. But you know what? Together, I, I think he's been taking some shots, though. I mean... You watch the in games. the media. He takes hits that no, no, in, oh, the, in, game. in like, the game. Like he takes hits that if it were Tom Brady back there or Drew Brees, it would be For a sure. thousand flags on the field. Like that last hit, um, Calais Campbell, that was nasty. Is it because he, he clearly can move? illegal? Say it again. Is it because he can move? I think it's like a Shaq thing. I think like he's so big yeah. and uh black <laughs> and uh <laughs> athletic that um, you know, it okay. just they 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 have a the there may be some bias there. I don't know. I don't want to accuse, or it just can be hard to call, like because you think ah oh, that might that doesn't hurt him the way it might. I think hurt there is bias. Unless like the fact that he's a very mobile quarterback. So see, 
I think you were onto something, um, particularly with how those other guys are getting hit. You know, they have that deceptive speed. Cam has, <laughs> you know, Cam has that overt, like, you know, I'm an athlete. Yeah. These other deceptive guys, you know, these real gym rats, you know, working in the gym, it's a little different for them. Yep. Yep. But, man, they need to fix it. I mean, he got on the horn with Goodell, so, you know, we'll see. He probably gave him some kind of Batman villain speech. <laughs> I listen here, Goodell. <laughs> wow. But yeah, uh, do, do y'all think anything is going to change? I think players are going to play harder to smack him, and I think the refs are going to call more unacceptable hits, and it's going to balance out and be the same thing. Yeah, that's good for me. Uh, I need him to cook for my fantasy team. So, got to get that taken there real quick. Indeed, <laughs> uh, fantasy. Yeah, we'll get to that another time. But yeah, that um, unless you guys have some others, you got, do you guys have any uh, kitchen mans that we want to discuss? Well, I want to keep this brief because... We've talked about this literally for the past year and a half, um, but we're going to resolve this finally. Vote. Vote uh, for Hillary. Vote for Hillary. Vote for whoever you want. No, but no, no. Vote do for Do not. Hillary. Okay. All right. But. Wait, why? Yeah, you got to say why, bro. Okay, let me let me take that back. Vote for Hillary or the other two uh, candidates that are not Trump. <laughs> Don't vote for Trump. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but I gotta get say get your man's to. I don't want to say just Trump. I feel like I gotta throw his family in there. I probably gotta throw like Hillary in there too a little. Bro, you gotta throw like, in the whole the whole the, shit. the whole political system. <laughs> the whole Fox News. Like I gotta you know whose man's is our country. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean Donald Trump has you know did what he did these past few months. Um, he's basically torn through our political system like a freaking hurricane um and he's just saying said so much obscene stuff you know his character is deplorable and i just i'm just got i don't know how we got to this point man you know so fuck trump i guess we were just dormant yeah <laughs> clearly he said some things that resonated with some people it's just like right what? right that's that's right that's why i gotta say whose man is our country because <laughs> For a guy with his rhetoric and his speech and the shit he says, you know, for our country or parts of our country to, you know, get behind that and support him and get him to the point of being a nominee. Uh, like, what just makes somebody look at him and go, yeah, he'd make a good leader? I mean, uh, China. <laughs> Bro, he's, China. He's, he's good at riling people up. He's good at inciting large masses of people. That's... You know, that's not leadership. That's just being annoying. Demagoguery. Yes, but oh, I mean, would you a, say? That, I guess that's a form of leadership. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, I can't take All that right. from him. Well, y'all want demagogues? Fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gee. Um, vote, vote for Hillary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up the uh, who's man's. Um, up next, we're gonna discuss uh, some of the hit TV shows that you guys definitely need to be looking into. Alright guys, so you may have heard, speaking to the listeners of course, you guys may have heard about this TV show Atlanta that's been out, um, came out uh, earlier this summer, um, created, produced by uh, Donald Glover, Jack of All Trades, uh, rapper, actor, comedian, and I wanted to get you guys' opinions, everybody's watched it, correct? Yes. Yeah. 
So I just wanted to get you guys' opinions on a few things, um, see how y'all experience the show, particularly because we are from Atlanta, and you know, just get your get your vibe on it. Um, first things first, I wanted to see you know what direction you guys are coming from in attacking this show. So first, I wanted to ask, um, what's your favorite woke show? Like of all time? What's, what's yes? A, what's a woke show? Yes. Yeah, like so what's a woke show? Yeah. What is woke? Now, honestly, this can be, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, it's it's honestly something that I think is very uh, uh, self-defined, mm. um, but it's something that really makes you introspectively think about, well, for us being black males in America, um, being black in society. Mine is probably, well, before Atlanta, uh, mine would have to be the boondocks. Um, that show always resonates with me. Um, pretty much every episode being about some different facet of what's going on and I really connected with that you know um, James what you got my woke show okay we'll come back to you Tone <laughs> yeah uh, okay I can't say this is my favorite but Broad City is woke in that okay. it brings out a lot of things that are um, not I guess undermined as far as feminism like what women deal with in the workplace and it's, yeah. wo it's woke for me because I wasn't necessarily privy to that kind of stuff yeah. you know it's been a multitude of things but definitely the show Broad City yeah. that's a great example though has mm -hmm. exposed me to some of those things and it's like really funny so it's like definitely something you can just watch and chill but there's a little bit of like political well not political sorry social commentary of like right. what women experience you know um, one thing that st stood out to me is like I barely have eight, seen any scenes before Broad City of just two women smoking weed it's always some dudes, you know, just two women smoking weed, chilling. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, women do it too, you know. So yeah, yeah. Hey, that that's that's my answer. Um, I sort of got two, and they're kind of like in two different directions. Just my take on it. Um, one, I'm gonna kind of go back, and if you know me, you probably see this one coming. But I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say the Wire, because like mm. when I watch the Wire, you know, it always makes me think in a larger sense, like about society. And kind of like Herschel was saying, like black people's place in it, how we inf interact with law enforcement and like how every season is kind of about a different aspect of society. Um, so I think that's a, one of the greatest ones. We might have to do a, a wire pod. Oh, like the, a whole please. entire one. We, we won't get all like continue, please. But please. yeah, I'm we, here for that wire pod. Though. Yeah. Like, let's get it. And uh, my second one going a different direction, kind of, um, I would say is The Daily Show. Um, mm. Even like back from John Stewart days on through Trevor Noah. Like, I, li I like Trevor Noah on there. Um, and, you know, Daily Show always makes you kind of look at what's going on in the world right now and sometimes ask yourself what the hell is going on in the world right now. Yeah. But um, I think that's definitely a woke show, too. I like the I like the Daily Show uh, input because I agree. It's very woke. And, uh, woke as fuck. It gives it to you very real, but also funny as hell. Yeah. Real quick on The Wire, though, um, it also, well, one of the great things about it, it gives that perspective not only of black people in that in those situations, but like the cops and, and white people in, in mm -hmm. that situation as well. So, yeah, it was, yeah, that that show might be the wokest I mean, of them all. The wokest of them all, yeah. I mean, but you guys probably already Most know woke. If you I mean, haven't seen it, go watch that shit. And then listen to our. If you the haven't Wire seen pod. The Wire, turn this podcast off. No, 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 all right, I got a little All carried right. away. But right after this is done, go watch The Wire. Yes. Go. Okay, I agree with that. Wow. I agree with that. James, did you come up with something? Yes. Mr. Robot, because we're all screwed. Oh, <laughs> okay. 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 I feel you. Okay. I feel you. 
I feel you, man. Mr. Robot is... Uh... That and uh, right now, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. They're of the same color. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And yeah, that might be one of my favorite shows just let you know right that it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yo, I have to do this mini insert right quick, but a lot of the stuff on Vice Television is... Or yes. Vice, whatever. What yes, Viceland. 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 That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's very woke. Um, I freaking love that show. I love Vice. I woke up one day and that shit was just like on my TV and I haven't switched yet. Like <laughs> that channel is a shit. This is a official Vice commercial. Um, yeah, Yo, send them Vice checks. You know where to send them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead and send them checks. But yeah, um, what you telling me? Vice is uh, one of those networks that's like truly trying to be geared towards millennials as well. So if you're like young, you know, coming up in the world or whatever, I would definitely check it out too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they have a show called Weed a Kit. So. Uh, is that weed etiquette? Is that yeah. that portmanteau right there? Yep. Okay. Um, matter of fact, Action why don't you go Bryce. ahead and educate our that was uh, a vocab listeners word, on that? Yeah. What? What you just what, said? I don't oh, even... Portmanteau. Yeah. Um, it's basically when two words are put together. Mm. Um, so weed etiquette, weed etiquette. It's like fused. Yeah. The uh, more you know. Portmanteau is. Um, is that a portmanteau? Is portmanteau? A portmanteau? Yeah. It's it's French. It means door and coat, but. Door code. Like the the direct put together doesn't mean the same thing. But anyway, wow. it's it just it's like that's, a, that's a, a turducken. That's you know, that's don't try to act like real talk ain't teach you nothing. Hey yeah. man, this you whole, this whole podcast won't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but um to get a little further, um I wanted to ask you guys what your first experience with um Donald Glover was um prior to approaching um Atlanta as a TV show. Cause I know he has had, you know, his hand in damn near everything uh entertainment and to me, has been pretty successful across the board, whether it's rap, comedy, acting. Um, dude can low-key do it all. Yeah. I've, I've been a big... I've been a big Donald Glover fan uh, since way back. I think the first place I really, like, recognized him was uh, the show Community. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on, like, what, NBC? It was hilarious to me. He was, yeah. he was a funny character on there. And then I found out um, he wrote for 30 Rock, at the age of like 21 or something. Yeah, I was really shocked to hear that too. Also crazy, crazy, wild, successful. And then I started listening to his music uh, by his like second album. Who put you on? Um, I myself. Okay. I, I don't know if Herschel was trying to take credit, <laughs> but he, he definitely didn't put me on Childish Okay, Gary. okay. Yeah, what? But uh, yeah. I feel like was, I put all you guys on It was on way childish. back. It was way no. back. Okay, okay. But no. uh, you know, sh- shout out to you, Herschel. You know, Herschel makes an effort to stay up on the music. Yeah, However, you know, I, I listened to his music, um, that album, Because of the Internet. That's really when I looked at him and said, man, this guy is low-key like a creative genius. Because right before that album, he had a screenplay that kind of he put out. That I don't know a lot of people saw it. It was called Clapping for the Wrong Reasons. And it kind of went along with the album. And then the album was like this whole concept album. It was just dope, man. Was that the one where he was in um, Hawaii? Or is that something else that I'm thinking of? Nope, that's a uh, Kawhi. Okay. Yeah, that right. was another EP. Yeah, man, and okay. you know, Stone Mountain EP, like. Yeah. Man, I, I'm I'm a big fan. Bro. It's pretty much uh, speaking our language. So when Atlanta, when I heard Atlanta was coming out, I was geek. I couldn't wait. James. He didn't disappoint. Okay. Um, I don't know, but maybe maybe college or something. Um, some some girls like listening to it all the time, like yeah. all the time. I was like, who is this? And she's like, Charles Gambino, he's a rapper. And I was like, he sounds different. So that's probably one. Yeah. I, and I, I, I was like, I was like, he's, you know, 
very, very talented. That's it. Go ahead. That's, that's all I got. Bro, you got it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm similar. Like, I knew a little bit about the fact that he was on Community. Like, I didn't watch it. I knew about him, but I also knew about this rapper named Charles Gambino. So I was like, I didn't really know much about him, but admittedly, yes, Herschel played a song from Stone Mountain. That was dope. So, you know, I listened to that. Then I listened to Because the Internet. That was dope. Um, watched some Netflix stand-up joints. But I think my real, like, actual seeing him on TV or in his shows was uh, at Atlanta. Like, I never watched Community. Was he ever featuring anything else? Like, actually acting? Um... He was in this uh, movie, uh, Mystery Men. It, I don't think it was that good. Um, he was on Funny or Die a little bit. Um, I think he had a, a couple of other yeah, like, super he, minor He was roles, on the but, internet before that. Like, uh, yeah. This kid called Bro Rape. Y'all yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. This is where a dude came in with the uh, Xbox in his Xbox bag and stuff and, yeah. and some condoms and craziness. And lights. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, go check that out, guys. But yeah, um... To get into uh, Atlanta, the TV show, um, I want to ask you guys, what was the scene that first got you hooked? That, that you know, really resonated to say, like, oh, man, I'm definitely about to watch this whole show. This definitely makes me feel like yeah. Atlanta. Yo, uh, can I, can I uh, jump in right quick? Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> I, I can't pick a favorite scene because there were way too many great ones. But, I mean, uh, a, a first scene, at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the episode where Paperboy and um, Earn get into that altercation and bullets go off, I don't even really know what happened in that the shit. The first uh, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. So Paperboy <laughs> and Earn end up going to jail. Spoiler alert. And then, uh, so then they're sitting there chilling. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, all after the fact. <laughs> Like, we know right. now. <laughs> Spoiler alert! We know the, the ending. <laughs> Spoiled it alert. <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one. But so they end up, so they get arrested. They go to jail, and they're sitting in like I guess like the community area or whatever, and they're cracking jokes, right? And then next thing you know, a bunch of dudes in the orange jumpsuits walk by, and they stop cracking jokes. And it's like funny at first that they, you know, as a watcher, it's funny that they get arrested. But then you realize that you're in jail and what that means for a black man. Like, jail and black man, like, that's an interesting relationship that's completely fucked. And they were in jail as black men, you know? So for me, I was like, whoa, this show is mad funny, but mad serious at the same time. Like, I don't know what to take from it. You know, I do know what to take from it, but it's a lot. Yeah, I feel like uh, every episode really did a great job of, like, giving you a hilarious moment to draw you in. And then they would give you some real talk. Hashtag real talk. Uh, every single time, um, it was really, it was incredible to me. Um, yeah, yeah. That same, that same jail scene for me, like um, the later portion where Iron was there by himself and he was kind of in like, uh, I don't know, holding or whatever. Um, yeah, they they had one scene that was just so Atlanta where that the, the one guy was telling the story of how he got uh, arrested or whatever, and he just had the thickest like, you know, Atlanta accent or whatever using all the slang, and you know exactly what he's saying, and you know that half of the rest of the country probably had no idea what he was saying. And I love that, because that was so authentic, and you never, and I mean, you know, we rarely see stuff like that that just is depicting kind of how we kick it on TV. But in that same scene, they pivot to talk about mental illness and 
and homophobia and transphobia in the black community. And they did that all in one scene that was all so funny. And I just said, yeah, man, I, I got high hopes for this show. And I'm, I'm here for the ride. James? Yeah, uh, yeah I was kind of um, in on it when I first heard about it. So I was like, all right, I'll, uh, I'll definitely check this out and see what it's about. This show does a really good job of, like, pivoting. Um, like and like taking really hard pivots in the scene. So for example, um, well I was gonna talk about the last episode. That's fine. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. So yeah. so uh, like right when they're waiting in the car like for uh, the Uber driver, right? But um, Paperboy was getting like very very suspicious, right? So from the time they like started driving off to like earn like getting his jacket or like asking the cop for his jacket. There's like it, so much is happening, like like where where it could go directionally. So, super tense, You're exactly super right. tense, and like it can go in any direction. So like when they drove off and the police came, you could think, oh man, police or trying to get them for like the gun charge back in the day. Mm-hmm. But then they find out they actually for this other dude who's like a, a brown guy, a brown person, so like Mexican or Hispanic, whatever, right? Yeah. So then you like that could go in a different direction, right? Yeah. But then, it gets funny again. Where Aaron's like, "Yo, can, I, can you just check his pockets?" <laughs> like yeah. he just got murdered. Like this is like really intense thing. He's just like, "Yo." Um. So I like how the show never loses his character, but and it still takes like very hard. Yeah, definitely. Shit. So yeah. cool. Absolutely. Um, one of the things I really liked about the show, um, and I was I, I did a lot of reading about the show after watching it. It does a great job of showing four different black Americas versus a one a single black America that was during the 60s, 70s, around the civil rights era. The four the four uh, different communities that it's really looking at is like that black middle class, which is the majority, which would be like Earn's parents, Earn himself, I guess. And, you know, just j- different random people around throughout the city. Um, there are uh, like the one percent transcended who would be like van's parents who are living in this beautiful place and they've got all they've invited they they one celebrate juneteenth do y'all know anybody that celebrates juneteenth not personally nope okay i didn't, I didn't know what it was until it before the episode i heard of it but I know okay. okay but yeah also, so they, that, those weren't her parents though were they i think yeah. so yeah the woman i don't and know the guy. agreed yeah, they yeah i really don't know bro that was absolutely her parents was her they parents. didn't interact like parents at all that was kind of the point. He called her. They called. She was calling that lady by her first name. I feel like that was kind of the point. You think so? Yes. Yeah. Uh, those were her parents. Yeah. Um, I agree. I to think, disagree. Okay. Uh, a lot of people uh, kind of forget. I didn't realize for a long time until actually the episode was over that um, the white guy was her dad. Um, for but now that you think about it, like she's she's mixed, so it's all good. But yeah. Um, the other two uh, facets of um, Black America that the um, that Atlanta touches on are the per- perpetual those in perpetual po- poverty. Um, for example, that dude who was in the parking lot, who was being the parking lot attendant, that was like, "Yo, I watch your car for like twenty dollars or whatever." Um, hilarious scene because again, we've all been there. We've all seen that dude, that same dude. He got a yellow <laughs> vest. He don't work for nobody. Where the hell he get this vest from? Bro, he's just out here, bro. If you ever try to park on like Auburn Ave, Edgewood, yeah, and, like, yeah. it's your man's. They he got are you. All all he, he's he's he, he flagging right. you down every time. Got you, dog. I got yes. you, big dog. Come on, do it. Come on, do it. Come on, B man. Yes. Come on, boss man. Come on, boss man. Every time. Yes. 
then the last one um would be uh mixed and recently recent relatively recent um immigrants to the country so uh that touches on van obviously being mixed and their boy darius being nigerian shout out to tune um but i wanted to see if like any of those things or or you know resonated with you guys uh did you feel like you put yourself into you know the the middle class or were you were you just an observer bruh let me tell you the darius nigerian jokes like yes those were so funny and true to life you man. can't trust them because that because <laughs> that's my I'm life just playing. i'm hey, just there's playing there's obviously too that's my life let me tell you like <laughs> apparently like i grew up around hella nigerians but i didn't really realize it until i went to college i just thought hey black you know, yeah. until I really start, I don't know, mm-hmm. leaning in to the culture. So it's it's interesting to me because like yeah. uh, Paperboy was kind of like how I was like, man, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Aaron would be like, but you're Nigerian, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just interesting how the cultures mesh once we get here in America. It's funny. Right? Yeah. Yo, I, I do have something I like to say about that. I've spoken on the podcast before how like my true identity is Nigerian American, like I am black skin and I identify with black culture the most, but my true identity is Nigerian American. But true to Darius and true to myself, like I've assimilated. You know, I'll hang out with black folks. I do black stuff. And it speaks to what Will just said. Are we um, going to a Nigerian party later today? Indeed, we are. And y'all are going. It's going to be cool. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, it's about to be lit. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> go ahead and shout out uh, Nigerian parties. Um, hey. <laughs> but, but, you know, we've assimilated. I feel like. Nigerian Americans are drawn to black culture, you know. Wait, why? Why do you think that? I believe because black people are just cool. <laughs> okay. That's, that's really all that's there is to it. Um, nice. But it was interesting because I, I can't say I, you know, I feel like I know Darius's experience because he doesn't seem like the same kind of guy as me, like just in general, you know. Um, but I think I see the how the cultures have meshed and created him as they have created me. So just my two cents on that. Yeah. One of the other big things that really drew me into the uh, story was Earn not really having a complete story. They talked about him going off to uh, actually an Ivy League school, being a well-educated black dude and us being that as well, you know, already pulling us in. But they just kind of left it a clip as a cliffhanger. Like, oh, man, what happened when he was at school? Like, you know, why did he come back, quote unquote, different? You know? Yeah, I think that has... When I was at Emory, there were a lot of black women. I didn't see as much in black men that really could not conform to the culture that Emory required of them. And, you know, maybe that's what Earn went through. I don't know. But they just like it's like they were implant. They were put in a different planet and they just couldn't conform. Like some of them ended up staying and they did very well. Some of them left, you know what I'm saying? But I remember freshman year, there were so many black women who were just not feeling it. Like they missed home and they hated Emory. And, you know, I think maybe that speaks a little bit of what Earn was experiencing. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think to add to that, I think that Earn probably represents this this person who was like, you know, did well in school, highly educated, blah, 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 like took it seriously. But then, you know, got into the elite school and found out that it wasn't all as it was cracked up to be, probably. So he came back. And, and probably other circumstances and like probably came back was like had to regroup and I think we're seeing his regrouping stage mm-hmm. Which right. is, yeah, and that's know, the, his that's cousin you know being a manager that type of thing mm-hmm. yeah one of the other uh, situations that this show that I've never seen 
black show or really any show address was um, sexuality and transgender. Because um, at a point, uh, one episode, they were doing this little kind of talk show situation. And they asked about, they asked Paperboy, who's you know supposed to be this hard rapper from the ghetto or whatever, um, about how he feels about Caitlyn Jenner. And he was just, you know, mad dismissive, like, you know, it's whatever. Like, I, his his true point was, like, we've seen this before. This this isn't new to me. This is just another white man doing whatever the fuck he wants. I believe that's that was the direct quote. Right. Um, and it was crazy for for me to see in you know on a, on a large media scale um, them addressing this issue, attacking this issue in a way that wasn't how many people would see it as politically correct. And it was it was real because even within that they had a character that was you know pretending to be or not pretending he, <laughs> he was, was he felt in himself that he was a thirty five year old white man um, and I he think was we've all been there funny. before yeah um, honestly guys the show is hilarious y'all, y'all gotta watch it if you don't know what I'm talking about but um, they really went in in terms of like addressing those facets of society whether it be transgender or transracial uh, situations yo so I read briefly on uh, the internet that Atlanta is kind of like a fantasy show where you have invisible cars and black Justin Bieber. Oh, we gotta talk about the club. Magic realism is the genre. Magic Magic realism. realism. Magical realism. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. The invisible car, too funny. Yo, do you want to give us a a quick definition of uh, magical realism? Um, Oh, sorry, James, to cut you off, but not only James is our life expert, but he's also our resident film nigga. <laughs> so uh, he he has his bachelor's Ooh, in film. That doesn't mean um, it he's doesn't a mean he's a he's a filmmaker. It doesn't mean so that's why we rely on him for this knowledge. Uh, hello again, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, magical realism, if I can define, it, is basically is basically trying to heighten reality. So. Well, but it is, you, you all know just what surrealism is? Yeah. Like, if something happens to you, you go, yo, that was really surreal. It just, like, heightened. It's, like, mm-hmm. a heightened sense of whatever just happened. It was so real, it was almost a fantasy. Yeah. Like, we've all been in some situations where it was like, yo, did that really happen? Right. But, so, imagine that being, like, like the running thing of a show. And that's kind of what magical realism is. It's, like, taking right. that, taking those surreal elements and then just... Even heighten them even more. If that makes sense. Yeah. Trying to All give right. a, a deeper understanding of reality. Yeah. Because again, like for example, take take like the episode, the Juneteenth episode. Yeah. Like in real life, that wouldn't happen. Like to somebody. Like like the the, the events wouldn't happen in the way that they did. But right. you've been in situations where it was like, did that just happen? Right. And he was constantly like right. saying that to himself. Like, are these slave ships? Mm-hmm. Or Oh, oh! So you think I'm a rapper? So the, like he just kept saying that over and over again. So I think that's mm-hmm. that made any sense at all. No, yeah, that made a lot of sense. Okay, great. I, I agree, and I think your point about the sequence of events not necessarily happening like those are kind of fantastic. Yeah, but the situation is very real. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tune, you mentioned uh, the club scene for half a second, and for me. That might have been my favorite oh, entire my episode. Yeah. Um, no, I was drawn in the beginning, but is a true. Yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there were some other crazy things in there that really made me, uh, you know, think introspectively about how I felt when I was in the club, or or like you know going out partying or whatever. Because there were moments when, well, the entire time, Ern is like, "Yo, I hate the club, man. I hate being here. I'm like, why am I here?" Paperboy too. 
yeah, paperweight as well. Uh, you know, the facade of like it has to look like I'm having fun here to the point where I need to let all these random folks into my VIP section to make me feel like I have a good time until I look up and I don't know none of these niggas and they're spending all my money. Mm -hmm. Kick them out. There was another moment where um, Ern is at the bar and he's talking to the bartender and she's like, yo, all right, check this guy right here. He's trying to invite these girls into the section, but he's only going to invite two of the four. That makes those two feel more special. They're more likely to, you know, turn up than if you were to just say, oh, well, everybody can get in. It's it's the the idea of false exclusivity, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. That quick, in, you know, input was pretty incredible to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole, that whole show was, I mean, not show, that whole episode was fucking crazy. Right. Um, like yep. at the end, go ahead. I, for me, what I took from that episode was like, the facade that the club is, especially clubs in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah, bruh. I had to, but I even, had to try to, even at the end of the episode, though, uh, one of the chicks is like, um, uh, the one that was talking to Paperboy was like, yo, you came out, you had a good time. Like, you know, did you not accomplish your goal coming out? Like, no, I don't, you're not going to get my number. I have a boyfriend, this and that. But we still had fun, right? Like, it was, but he was out here, you know, looking for something different Bruh, in the club. I had, to, I had to kind of tell somebody that, that last night. That part was triggering. Because he's from out of town. He's yeah. from out of town. He's like, yo, man, let's hit up the club. I was like, do you really want to go to the club? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I want to go to Sweet Line. I was like, do you really want to pay $10 for parking and then stay in line for 45 minutes and pay 20 yeah, cover? And then there's like a $5, like, coat coat charges or whatever and then you get your drink that's like ten dollars for like extra five you wearing a hat extra five you wearing a hat extra five you wearing like boots so <laughs> it, nah I'm just saying yeah, it's I like it's just was, it's like next thing you know you know you spend like sixty dollars and you live empty So how did y'all feel about the way the show portrayed Justin Bieber? In the so yeah, they had the celebrity basketball game with uh, Paperboy out there, and, and Black Justin Bieber happened to be, you know, in attendance. How did y'all feel about how they conveyed that message, or was there a message to be conveyed there? Well, I mean, I mean, just personally, I mean, that Justin Bieber episode was one of my least favorite ones. Okay. I, it threw me off guard the moment he walked in and they, you know, portrayed him as some type of star or celebrity one night and they mm -hmm. said, oh, that's Justin Bieber. I'm saying, I'm just wondering what made them, you know, go into that episode saying, all right, we're going to have a black guy play Justin Bieber. But then he was also, I just feel like it didn't relate to Justin Bieber at all. I mean, Justin Bieber, you know, he's, you know, he's with TMT, you know, he's very, you know, he's out there a lot. He's with Floyd Mayweather, with all these, you know, top, you know, celebrities one night. I just felt like, I thought like they could have did a little more to his character. Especially if they're gonna make him black too, I feel like they should have him just be either like just off the wall, just doing extra stuff that Justin Bieber just doesn't do. Or is he not doing that? I mean, he's knocking stuff off tables and <laughs> he peed on the wall. Ignorant. Yeah, he peed on the wall. He peed on the wall. I just, I just wasn't. I just wasn't. I mean, it threw me off. It threw was, me off like that. It was just, the point? Of, yeah, I agree with you. It, that that kind of at first I was like, why? But I think was the point of it like. Okay, if Justin Bieber was black, the way he'd be wilding, would it be received differently? Right, exactly. I think that was kind of the point, and that's that's kind of a funny thought. Yes, and but it also kind of missed me a little bit too. That might have been my least favorite episode. Yeah, and then like I said, also the episode they had this this fake ass like basketball game going on, and <laughs> Paperboy and one of the players on the team are going at it in some one on one battle when like it just looks completely like 
Oh, you were you couldn't get into it because of the basketball. I understand. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, but me being a huge basketball guy, okay. like, I, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. That I probably shouldn't have been viewing it at. And then, what was going on with like, Aaron, like, where is he like going around like trying to market Paperboy and whatnot? And he had this, you know, lady following him everywhere that apparently he had no idea who she was. But yeah, and then eventually she like got him confused or something. Like she was like following the wrong guy. It was it just had too much stuff going on that episode that I just wasn't connecting with. Yeah, they I never see. did resolve that thing with that white lady. Yeah. I thought that was gonna come back like to play like a big role. Maybe some scenes for next season. Hey, maybe yeah. next season. Yeah. Hopefully, Yo, yeah. but again, like you said, well, not sorry, like you said about Will, about your deeper perception of Black Justin Bieber. Like I thought with the white lady that was wilding out, I thought that was his take on like this is the industry, this is the industry of entertainment, and people are crazy like that. Yeah. You know? That was my time. I actually received that one very well. Like, yeah, black guys like look like. No, they are. I mean, Part a little bit. Too. Yes, yes, a little bit of that as well. Part of that too. But I also felt like, you know, as y'all were mentioning, like if Justin Bieber were black in real life, the way he wilds out is uh, it wouldn't be as acceptable. But that happens all the time with black culture and the way they take our style of music Who's or whatever. That? White people. Okay. At the end of the day, I'm sorry to say, um, you know, cultural appropriation is a thing. Um, whether it be just you know the safe version of, of our musicians, artists, whatever the Kardashians, Justin Timberlake. Uh, honestly, I mean, yes, Eminem is is dope as hell, but that is another facet of it. Uh, Vanilla Ice, who had you know one of the best selling albums um, of his time, just because you know that's what happens. Iggy Azalea until she got exposed as a fraud, obviously, but. You know, that shit happens. I, I thought it was interesting for um, the show to take a look at that take. Nice. Sharecropper <laughs> grin. She said that man had a sharecropper grin. Y'all remember that? The white oh, lady yeah. yeah. Dog, I ain't never heard that insult. That was, that was, that was, <laughs> yeah. that took a minute. I was like, ooh, ooh. Back, bro. All right, so, my bad. Go ahead, go nah, ahead. you good. So to me, Donald Glover equates uh, being black in America as being an outsider with the lack of belonging belonging everywhere um, he ends up throughout the season. The only time we see him enjoying himself is by a Snapchat uh, at the end of the night uh, during a turn up that he doesn't even remember. Um, you know, no other time do you really see him enjoying himself throughout the series. Um, the show isn't telling you, you know, honestly what to think or how to think or feel, um, but the victory I feel like is in it making you feel something, particularly us being black males from Atlanta and knowing the city and knowing how these interactions generally go. Um, and to me, that's the mark of a truly brilliant artist, you know, a genius in his own right. Even if you, you know, I want everybody to see the show. If you love the show, if you hate the show, I feel like it's always going to make you feel something. You know that famous uh, Kanye line, everybody feels a way about Ye, but at least you feel something. I feel like that's perfectly rele relevant here. Yeah. All right. Agreed. Well, damn, that's, that's, that's. Right, this is real talk beyond the headlines. So uh, in Atlanta, we have this um, we have this group me of the coolest dudes in Atlanta of me, Herschel, Will, and James, and our other friend Jamal, who's actually in Atlanta right now. He lives in New York, but he's in Atlanta right now, not with us. Where the fuck is this nigga? Where is Jamal? Where is Jamal? Uh, and you know, for for the group me, we call it ATL's realist. Jamal. And 
that is what we're going to name the pod because we are ATL's realist. Uh, fortunately, we have someone else who came and blessed us. Oh, man. Jamal got replaced. With his presence. And he's also one of ATL's realists. Uh, you've heard him before. He is the basketball prince. And he came up in here with the Yeezys. I was like, yo, Whoa, what are those? <laughs> what are those? Wow. So, Blame emoji. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. What size them is? Flavors, man. Flavors. Okay. <laughs> Turtle, Turtle does. So this episode of... Uh, Real Talk Beyond the Headline is brought to you by both ATL's Realist and Yeezys, uh, the most comfortable shoe on the planet. They are very comfortable, actually. Yeah, mm. man. If you got any rants you need to get off, you know, these are the shoes you need to be rocking. Yeezy boosts, you know, they boost your attributes by about three, uh, you know, thinking on your feet. Bro, my five. hot takes, my hot takes went through the roof, bro. Through the roof, man. I'm finna go to the league off these Yeezys alone. Yeah, so again, I said, as I said, uh, this podcast is brought to you by uh, ATL's Realist, Taco Mac, and Yeezys. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so fortunately, we have not only the basketball prince, but the resident basketball expert here with us at the same damn time. Can y'all believe that? Um, <laughs> so we got to talk basketball. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and get my quick hot takes out. You know, C- Kevin Durant is officially my second favorite basketball player again behind LeBron. I don't wow. think I can't relegate what? him to number four. Wow. <laughs> Wait, why? Wow. Explain. Because it's KD. Yeah, but on. okay. So I saw him in a Warriors jersey, and you know that nigga, it was she was ugly. It was, it was vomit. It was vomit everywhere. I, I, I remember up. that day. I threw up. Yeah, vomit Still everywhere. Still cleaning up. <laughs> but then I saw him take a shot, a jumper, and I was like, "Whoa, shit's still pretty as fuck." So, uh, Kevin Durant's my second favorite basketball. So basically, player. I mean, you don't like his decision, you don't like teams on, but you still, I mean, you still respect him as a basketball player. You respect his talents. You're not gonna ever doubt his skills. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think he's the best player on the Warriors. Things gonna win it. Best player on the on the they Warriors to the Lakers. Oh yeah, he, he is the best player on the Warriors. He is. Yeah. I mean, he is. Um, but one thing people have to keep in mind with this team, though. If there's one piece that you can already see the season that's struggling, Clay Thompson. Clay mm. Thompson. Mm. You can see it on his face, man. He is struggling. His shooting, you know, he's not making his threes. He's not really getting finishing at the rim. I mean, he's he hasn't been in the rhythm for the past two, three games, at least from what I've seen. And that's a big piece. I mean, with Kevin Durant coming in, much lesser shots for him. Yeah. Curry's gonna be okay because one, you know, his MVP. He's the point guard. He's gonna have the ball in his hands. He's gonna make things happen. Draymond is naturally going to get rebounds, green the ball before make things happen. I was Clay, gonna... Clay's someone who works off the ball, spots up. He's not their primary ball handler. He has to find ways to get the ball, and that's decreases with Durant also getting rebounds and bringing the ball up now, and also who's going to be there. Because when Durant sport. when Durant came in, I, we, everybody everybody was asking who who's going to have to like bring down their game the most, right? And I, I guess it's going to be Clay just because. Same, similar type of body build, similar type of player, but KD is just better. <laughs> so, and Clay said over the summer, he said, "I ain't giving up shit." <laughs> but it's funny when you said that when when you started Prince, I thought you were gonna say uh, your boy Draymond, because you know we saw in the playoffs last year he had the whole uh, explosion in the locker room that they covered, talking about I'm not a robot because he wasn't getting to shoot once Steve Kerr came back. And as I'm watching the games and I'm seeing how they're using Draymond. He does. He doesn't even look at the basket right now. But he, and I'm just wondering how long he can stay cool under that. You know. But you did make a point about like 
Draymond can still get rebounds, still. Yeah, Draymond, like, he's still, yeah, he's still gonna make an impact. He's gonna be still involved enough to where I feel like, like Clay's might be stagnant. Yeah, he'll naturally get some he's, shots he's gonna here be and there. Like, out there. Draymond's not gonna be taking 15, 20 shots a game, but he's gonna get his you no know, three to four, maybe five threes a game. He's gonna get his chance to get assists and rebounds. So, and, and I think he'll be okay as long as they just keep him mentally, you know, stable. But Clay is one that <laughs> if Clay's not making shots, I mean. And then you got to think of it. Also, it comes with the offensive struggles of him, like, getting the ball less now. But also, I think defensively, he's guarding another team's best perimeter player mm-hmm. every night out because they know they're not putting, they're not doing that with Curry. You right. saw it when they played the Thunder the other night. They're not putting Curry on Westbrook. We saw what happened in the playoffs with that. Torch. That's how they almost won that series because Westbrook was just killing him. But, like, Torch. when you have Clay guarding that other team's Westbrook or James Harden or, like, that, that best perimeter player, I mean, that takes a toll on you, too. I mean, for 48 yeah. minutes, I mean, that's not easy. So, that also is going to affect, you know, his jump shots and whatnot. And his main thing is his shots. If he's not making his shots, then he's like, man, fuck defense. Man, I don't care about that. Like, yeah, and if you're going to ask him to guard the other team's best player all night, you got to give him some shots. He got he got to get his shots on the other end. But, like, I was watching that Lakers game. Uh, it was yesterday, right? Yeah, Man, them boys were struggling. Yeah. What, and what, what aspect of the game was struggling? Were they just not hitting shots? Bro, they shots? just weren't hitting shots. It was crazy, but... Hey, might be a couple games like that. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a make or miss league in the end. I mean, we praise people when they make their shots, but when they don't, when they don't make their shots, we're like, damn, what's on going the, on? Right. But on the flip side of that, bro, these Lakers kind of fun now with, with Kobe gone, dog. Cause man, I'm kind of mad, bro. Grand I don't even like gone. the Lakers, but they, they were fun to watch. Grand yeah. Russell, gone. man, he he a whiz with the ball. He's he's gonna be really good, I think. Randall is wild athletic. They have nobody young anymore. Shout Ingram. out to Duke. I think he's Dang. I, I think he's actually having some type of issues though. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he likes it what's going on right now because I mean he's coming out of Duke where he obviously is the number one option. Coming out of high school, number one option. Everything's been laid out for him. I mean, being a rookie in the league, it's gonna be an adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know, no question about that, but think about who he's playing with. He's playing with DeAndre Russell. They're starting Swaggy P Nick Young. He's playing with Lou Aldang. Yeah. He's also playing with Jordan Clarkson. Also playing with Lou Will. And then it's Brandon Ingram. Like, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a young, it's a mix it's of a, young talent. A lot, a, lot, a lot of young talent. There a lot of young wing guys there that all they all can score and do similar things. I mean, it's just a matter of oh, who has the ball, who can make something happen. I mean, so are they more free because Kobe's gone? Absolutely. 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 I, Absolutely. I, I stand by. I don't the, know why. The, yeah, go ahead. I stand by the fact that Kobe had that team hamstrung the day he signed that contract for fifty you million dollars. You said it. Yeah. Yeah. I, On the I, court yeah. and off the court. Who they, said that? They publicly? sacrificed the whole season to this man. Who Two. said that? Who said that publicly <laughs> though? Like the first pro- prominent person was it Skip? Mm-hmm. Skip that. definitely criticized the contract from day one. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, are you going to question the contract? Yo, like, did they look at all he's done for them? Did they, yeah, did they not owe him? I mean, I don't want to say owe him, oh, but, but I mean, five championships for a team. Hey, it's all about how you want to play. Arguably the best. Was he give all five? Well, they still came. Or did the first they, three come from? Bro, they came out ahead at the end of the day. That was a hot take right there. Whoa. Keep going. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying, did he earn all five, or did the first three come from? Shaq. Come on now. Shaq, oh, 2000, Shaq, I mean, 2001, like, 2002, neither, unstoppable force. Neither of them win those rings out of each other. Shaq don't win that, those three rings if Kobe wasn't there. And I Kobe, agree with Kobe that. Kobe definitely won a ring if Shaq wasn't there. But I mean, who was who one? I mean, that, that's, what makes it, that's what makes teams. I mean, you don't, you, don't, you don't win it by yourself. I that's agree. That's problem now is superstars teaming up. Which is why I have up. a, when people say he's got five, I was like, well, first of all, it's team sports, so you don't win it by yourself. Yeah. But... 
there was a, he had a different role the first three years or the you know at least two I like the third the third time they won. Well, I think well, he really was that role. Oh, yeah. first to second option or second to first option. I mean, you know, like, he wasn't third or fourth option on those teams. Those first first few rings he got. He yeah, second option. Yeah, still put up big numbers. I yeah. mean. Give credit where it's due. I mean, I'm not gonna. That, I, I'll never. That's, I'll that's never not like, go at his legs or whatever. But like, it's great. Right it's just, it's just great to see that you know what's going on with the Lakers now though, because it shows that I mean, hey, like these guys can play. You know, like yeah. they have hey. talent, but it's just that you know maybe Kobe's last year. You got to maybe that's what LeBron, wants, the LeBron man. or Leas can say. Hey, going back LeBron to LeBron, got his all up in his. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think his development gonna be a little longer. Uh, you know, because his biggest question mark was his his just his size and his body, like. Adjusting, so I think they'll take a cautious approach with him, and he'll come along, kind of like my boy uh, Jabari Parker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're ending the uh, Duke talk because this is gonna become a Duke podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, yes. hey, I mean, we're talking like about though. basketball. Like you gotta talk about Duke, right? Okay, right? we're talking about the NBA anyway. No, but that that actually wasn't a bad segue. I did want to talk about young teams, which would include the Jabari Parker Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but for me, specific the Timberwolves. It, it is specifically the Timberwolves. The Lakers are in there. Um, the Kings a little bit, you know what I'm saying? New Orleans count? New Orleans is a young That's team. That's not a team. That's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, get traded, please. <laughs> the New Orleans Anthony Start a petition to trade him now. <laughs> start a go start a petition me. to get at him out of there. He needs to go to Boston, Portland, somewhere. Imagine him on like Boston or Portland. No, but Boston would be lit. Portland, when is Damian Little would be When is his contract up? He just signed an extension with them. last year. I don't know why. I think he's got like three more years. Cause of money, they gave him that moolah, man. <laughs> Did you hear about that one that one bonus he missed? I think if he got he got on game first, first team, team, he got an extra like twenty five mil, and I think he got did he get second or third. He got second or third. Mm-hmm. Missed out on. You would have to have gotten mil. something else like it would have MVP to get the playoffs. No, 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 no. It was it was just first team. Oh, that's All it. NBA. Yeah, Anthony Davis it. needs to get traded. I will start a petition to get him out of New Orleans. Let's do it, please. Like, but he needs to go somewhere. Like, that first, that first game this season, uh, or no? Well, I mean against Denver, where he scored like yeah, man, like 50, 40 the next night, like seven, so, you know, five, five. He's him and him and crazy. Demarcus Cousins. I mean, Demarcus Cousins needs to, he needs to leave too. I mean, he granted he's he, he his situation make him look worse as a player and a person there in Sacramento because. It's yeah, he's a high hand, but he has no one on that team to control him either. If he was playing with, you know, a, a contender, the team actually has something to go for every year. Like that naturally is gonna snap your head in place. Like, all right, yeah, he got nothing to no, lose. Yeah, yeah, he has. He's playing on a team where he knows he's the number one guy, and the team's not going to the playoffs. They're not doing anything. Yeah. So, like, yo, okay, we could do some kind of fun right now. I think it would be fun, but random NBA trades that would make teams lit. Uh, for example, Anthony Davis to the. Uh, um, Celtics. Celtics. To the Celtics. Uh, yo, I believe if KD went to the Clippers, they would be Yo, nasty. I wanted KD to go to the Clippers, man. Like, <laughs> I wanted nasty. him too, man. That's Ooh. what the Clippers need is a wing. Is that three, the three position? That's why they're not up there with the Warriors. And the yeah. I mean, they they beaten us. You just put them in that conversation as a contender. But that, that one reason why they don't hit those leaps because you have to guard the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant, the Kawhi yeah. Leonard's mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, of, the, of the world. And that's all they that small forward position. They cannot do that. You're not gonna win it with your small forward being Muba Amute. I mean, <laughs> it's just not. Bro, they they have lacked in, in that in that position for years now. For years, another year they try no, to pick up. Doc Paul Rivers Pierce, as like, GM has n- no. It has not worked he's too, out. He's too. Too many. Too many. He's too Steve busy. Ballmer? No, Doc Rivers is the GM. Oh, the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but Doc Rivers makes personnel moves. He just picks up. 
folks who cooked against the Celtics when he was there. Like honestly, he's got too many responsibilities. Oh, yo, man. okay, well, I got one for you. Who like who Jim goes Jones, to the Pacers so that they become like that elite team that's really gonna contend? Because because right now they're they're they're, they're basically there. Like they just need one more piece, you know? Well, I mean, they they have the they what their their record right now is I mean only like I think two and three or three and two. I mean they're. I mean, granted, it's only say only four or five games in, but they have the personnel if Jet Teague will step up his play. I mean, that's the reason why he left Atlanta now because he just wasn't living. I mean, he was playing decently, but not yeah. good enough to not play Schroeder. Yeah. And Schroeder is now has the keys to the Hawks. As a 22 years old, 23 years old, like the he's keys. got his whole career ahead of him. I'm going, I'm going to the Hawks game tonight to watch oh, nice. the Rockets. Just, nice. and I want to see how he plays because like he's got a chance to do some big things here, man. I wonder if he can live up to it this whole season. But yeah. if you said out uh, the Pacers. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, because you, you know my boy PG, man, he holding it down. That's a top five player, top three if you ask me. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they they got Miles Turner, bro. His I'm I'm telling y'all, watch Miles Turner, bro. Next two three seasons, man, that's one of the league's that best is big a man. Big boy right there. Yeah, you think Paul George is a but, top three player? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. But <laughs> who, who would make them? Who would put them over the hump? Um. I think they need someone down low. It's hard to say because like I think Griffin, you know. I think Turner is their big man of the future. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could upgrade at point guard. I, I've I've always been a big Teague fan. Um, he hasn't played that well there yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty get, sure he'll get adjusted. Get adjusted. Yeah. Um, I still think he's an upgrade over George Hill, but if you want to take it, you know, to one of those elite point guards or another tier, yeah. I think that would turn them up. Like, uh, shoot, if they had Isaiah Thomas. That would be yeah. uh, yeah. that would be nasty, yeah. you know, because he, he's he's thirty points just walking on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> he's nasty. He's a very he's quick. He's a good player. Yeah, but he back to the Paul George. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Back to, that picks the pace up a little bit. Back to the PG is top three. So let's get into that argument. But I want to throw this mix into there. Where is Chris Paul in this top players category situation? And can, then you know, figure out where PG is in there can I do too. Top point guards. Let's do all right. Cool, cool. We'll start. We'll start there, and then we'll do top fours and then top. I mean, five. top point guards. I'll just I'll name, and that's my top five. I mean, the top three can be are obviously argumentative. People feel how they feel, but I mean, I'll say you know, I say Westbrook, you got Curry, you have your CP3, you have Kyrie Irving, and <clears throat> Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Those are my top five. So CP3 is definitely still in that top five. I put CP3. I put I put him at number three. I, that's how I put him at number three. I want I want to hear so I want to hear someone say something about that. I put him at number three. I I can't argue with that. Uh, who you got ahead of him though? Oh, Westbrook and Curry. Westbrook Curry. Sure. Okay. Okay. See, the thing is, after this final performance, I gotta say Kyrie is top three. Better than CP3 right now, right now, Ooh, right now, man. Kyrie. But I think people give CP the edge because of defense or whatever, right? Curry played good defense. I mean, Curry's not a bad defensive player. He's just not a defensive player that Chris Paul is. But I mean, obviously, I'm going over longevity over a career right, span too. Right. So like, I know you're wrong. I mean, like I said, Curry's 24 years old. This, this boy still has another 10 plus years in the league. Like, yep. In another five, 10 years, I'm gonna say yeah. Like, I mean, I, we could be saying Kyrie Irving had a better career than Chris Paul, especially if he gets another ring and multiple rings. Like, yeah, y'all know Chris Paul saying the one. That, the one, but that's the one thing that holds him back from everyone oh, knows that he hasn't gotten to that. Yeah. Conference finals. That's the one thing. That's where a lot of people say that. Oh, he's not a top point guard, or whatever. But like, my thing is like, in this in today's league, your toughest player or your best player, like, cannot be your six foot point guard. Your toughest player cannot be your six foot point guard. Barely six foot at that. Your, your toughest <laughs> yeah, player can't be your six foot point guard. Mm, I think point. they get there though. 
conference finals this year. Not this year. It's <laughs> tough, man. Well, I mean, I, I, I want them, but I can't fully get to. I, I thought last year would have been a year good year for them. To be real, I, I well, have I, them to beat the they, Warriors they in that round. I just have injured. I just have like a weird take on the Western this year, personally. Mm-hmm. I just think I don't think the Warriors will get to the conference finals this year. Wow. I mean, that just is because be the hottest take. Just because the, the conference finals. Or that finals? take is conference finals. Flaming hot. Just because, and this is not me. Just like. Just because of the first few games, I just feel like just the hoopla since KD's arrived. I mean, they're it's they, just gonna be much of a size. It's show. just gonna be, and Warriors, KD ain't man. LeBron. I feel like the West. I feel just like the West is gonna be weird yet. this year. I'm not ready to say that yet. Yo, these, you know. these Warriors, I, I don't think I can go that far yet, but they remind me of the Lakers that had Dwight, Steve Nash, and Kobe. Like, everyone thought it was a wrap in the league, except whatever team LeBron was on. I didn't. Uh, I didn't because I I of Nash. I'm like, Nash. But you see, back? Nash All got right. injured very quickly, but a lot of people were hype about it. Yeah. A lot of people Lakers were hype fans. about it. Lakers fans. Yeah, Lakers fans are loud, dog. They're like Dallas fans in, for, for Cowboys. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very loud. Yeah. Uh, so, so do you, you think they're going to flop just like that, too? That no, I, I think that it's just not going to be as expected. Like, honestly, before the season, I think they're definitely winning 74 games. 73 games, something like oh, that. Of course, yeah. Fortnite, but, I mean, right. They just lost about 20 last time in the Lakers. So, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not giving them that again this year. But also, like I said, it, it takes time. They, I mean, I think the world's going to flip out if they don't win the championship this year. But I think it's a possibility that they might not win this year. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Granted, we're, we're talking way early in the season. It takes a lot of time. Like, things are going to happen. Every, and every team is always just one injury away from making yeah. or breaking their season. Yeah. You never know how people's Ooh. health is come playoff time. Yeah. yeah, we see that every year. I mean, players get hurt, players come back. I mean, it just depends, you know. Um, it remains to be seen. Uh, so I was thinking, Will, well, what do you think? You know, we heard uh, the top point guards from the Basketball Prince, our resident basketball expert. Uh, you're a PG fan. What do you think of the top forwards in the league? Small forwards. Small forwards. Yes. Yes, man. That's that's a tough one. Okay, so. In no order first, uh, you know, you got LeBron, of course. You got PG. You got Kawhi Leonard. Um, KD. KD. Oh, okay. I forget he's a small forward sometimes because he's 6'8 or 7 feet. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're going to order. No, I'm not going to order. I'm not going to order, okay. not going to order yet. KD and uh, damn, who's the fifth? I'm drawing a blank. You got, you got anybody else? I feel like I'm who's disrespecting your four somebody who's right your four now. We got LeBron, KD, KD Kawhi, yeah. PG. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as forwards go, I mean... Is DeRozan? He's a shooting guard. So, someone, that, someone that has Mello? the... Mello? Has Mello? The, oh, like, Mello? Yeah, the yeah. tandem was to be in there, but he's All just right, has not lived up to it. Is, um, Rudy Gay, man. He like I was he has the tendency to like he's oh, supposed yeah. to be in that conversation, but yeah, he's always, not because he always was supposed to. He came out with something before the season. Say he said, "This is my last year playing in Sacramento. Next year I want to leave." I'm like, "Yeah, he does that two, three years ago, my dude." Like he could be like I would like to see him on the Clippers. I would like yeah. to see him like I think there, I said there, that there, there's only so many small fours that you can go after these days. But like Rudy Gay is about the closest he's gonna get. I mean, they tried Jeff Green a year or two back, it didn't work out, but. Those Jeff Greens, Rudy Gay's, I mean, the closest you get to having a three guy that can 
score for you, but also you can hype him up to play D. He's not a defensive player, but mm-hmm. on that level, when you have a chance to be a contender, actually make something happen, like you see, you'd be surprised when you see some players. I mean. Yeah, Rudy Gay gonna get you some buckets. But I don't. I mean, I don't know if the, I don't know if that's right to say him as that fifth guy. Nah. I don't think it is either. But like, I mean, we're all drawing blanks here. Yeah, we're oh, Carmelo. I said Melo. He said, said Melo. Mello. He said Melo. Yeah, Melo's the fifth. Iron right, Melo's the fifth. Yeah, Melo's the fifth. But I mean, I Damn, got Mello. I got LeBron at the top. Of yeah, Melo, wake up, Melo. Get us. Let us know what you <laughs> living out here, though. Of course. I, I mean, I gave him a Melo when he turned out Chicago some years back. So yeah. I saw I saw where his priorities were. Yeah. Yeah. He's living them. Indeed. So is that, uh, ooh, is it? Here's another hot take. Is that his decision or Lala's decision? <laughs> is Lala from New York? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Melo is too. Oh, he was yeah, like, nah, he's from bad. Baltimore. He's from Baltimore. He was born there though. Okay. He did go to Q's. Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but I, I think he grew up there a little bit as a kid, and then Baltimore for most of it. I could hey, be wrong. We're about to Syracuse. Yeah. Hey, man, he got West Baltimore tatted on him. That nigga from Baltimore. Right, right, yes. right. Like you. You from Atlanta at this point, dog. <laughs> go ahead and get that shit tatted. Just go on and get it tatted, too. <laughs> I feel it. But I want to go back to the top five players. This is for both of our basketball so players, niggas. Uh, players. Yeah, so top players, you know. So we didn't even talk about power four centers or nothing. Y'all had to figure it out. I want to know, man. And I want to hear the case for PG. Go ahead, Will. You got it, man. Hey, man, I'm going to tell y'all the case for PG. Over the last five seasons, Paul George's statistical averages have increased steadily. I'm talking points, rebounds, assists, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, all been on the up and up. We're talking about a guy who is one of the top scorers in the league. I can't remember where he finished like in scoring, but he's one of the league's top scorers, like top ten scorers. And he's also going to go out there and lock down, play – the best defense on the on the on the team's best perimeter player up to four positions honestly and he can he can run the, you know you can run the offense through him he handles the ball well enough like he's worked on his ball handling to um to run the offense through him he's one of the top pick and roll players i, I don't have the numbers in front of me but like his percentage off the pick and roll is like one of the highest in the league he just gives you so much dog honestly like just like the way a lebron impacts like every end of the floor every part of the game on a similar not the same level, but a similar level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul George is there. I would love to see. And him. I don't think he's had the personnel around him that a lot of top players have, you know, to, yeah. in order to fully showcase that. And you got, I mean, the leg injury that was clearly a setback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coming. And he came back from that crazy. Yeah. I would love to see him and LeBron go out this year in the playoffs. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be fun. so crazy. My, that'd be fun because that was that was good. Didn't they? Uh, did they play? Was did they play last year? Not last year. The year before. The year before that, yeah. and that was like he was in Miami. Yeah, Good he was in it. Yeah, yeah in Miami, yeah. those were always great series. And Paul George showed up, man. Yeah. So are you, are you naming? Um, but we, but to get to the top yeah. five, yeah. I mean, you start with LeBron. For me, <laughs> anybody disagree with that? Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. I think, <laughs> I, I think one like my top five is based off. We got to look at how the game is transitioning today. I mean, the big man mm-hmm. is a lost art in today's game. And then today, um, I mean, it's centered around guards, around transition, about shooting, going small, mm-hmm. you know, point forward. So, like, I mean, my top five is definitely, uh, I mean, LeBron, KD, I go Curry, um, <clears throat> LeBron, KD, Curry, Westbrook, and James Harden. Those are my top five. Mm. That's strong. That's strong. I go. You see the, what he's, these numbers he's putting up? Yeah, now. he's looking. I mean, he's looking crazy in this D'Antoni offense. He's saying he shoot too much, but he putting up. He's leading nah, the league in assists, man. Is he still <laughs> not playing defense? 
Is he still not playing defense? No, that remains to be seen. Then he can't Shoot. be five. They're playing that Atlanta tonight, right? Yeah, that's what they're going to. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give us, us the first scoop. He also says he has no beef with Dwight Howard. Do you believe that? No. I do. He's, yeah, I he's come that. out and said he has no beef with Dwight Howard. I don't think oh, James oh, Harden oh, No, I take it back. I don't think they do have beef. Well, yeah, since we're discussing beef, do you feel like uh, Westbrook? So, Herschel, man, um... I uh I, I have one more get your man's. Uh, okay, okay. Happened on Edgewood last night when I went out to Edgewood, you know, just to do a little turn up. Turn up, turn up. Nothing unusual, but uh, so me and my boy uh, Jamal, aka Black Mall, we were in <laughs> in line to go to Noni's. Uh, for those of you that don't know, our listeners who don't live in Atlanta or, or whatever or haven't lived in Atlanta. Noni's is a nice little bar. There's also an Italian restaurant. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Bruh, you know what's really crazy, though? Edgewood is super ratchet during the day. It's, it's the hood. It's uh, oh, Bro, I went to yeah. Harold's earlier today, and it was just homeless people just hanging <laughs> out. Like, right. hundreds, but continue. I mean, the thing, though, is that they still be hanging out at night when it's turn-up time, but I guess no one really notices them. Anyway, but... Not. Yeah, so Noni's is a cool bar. Like, it's, it's usually, like, the spot. On Edgewood, you know, those is really dope. But anyway, so we're in line, and then there's a couple dudes in front of us, like a couple people in front of us, and then this white guy, he like starts taking a piss in the corner. So it's like, I think it's like a, I guess like a, the wall kind of has like a little, I forget, man, I was kind of drunk. But anyway, <laughs> so he he did find he did find a little corner. But he was, like, right in the vicinity of everybody else. Like, Was it in line? Would you say that he was still standing in line? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I think there was, like, a plant. <laughs> okay. So he that makes was, it a little better, I guess. But he was literally, like, two feet away from everyone else. I, I saw him. Like, this dude was, like, a good little four feet. I had to take a, take a step back so I could avoid any pee splashes. <laughs> but so he almost got away with it. Like, it was... So immediately when that happened, I was like, whose man's is this? Like, you are fucking lame as shit for this right now. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, so he almost got away with it. But then for some reason, he turns around and just continues to start peeing. Like, this is midstream. Midstream. And, bro. you know, like his friends like are there. They move away like, bro, what are you doing? Like, he's just taking a piss. Like, even his people's was like, so, OK, OK, OK. So it wasn't just him by himself. He was had a couple of people with him. OK. And then and then, you know, like. You know, they could just turn around, dick all hanging out, pause, taking a piss. I'm like, bro. I, then I was like, whose man's is this? Damn. <laughs> but hey, then yo, it gets even. Man's is this? It gets even better, man. So there's a black guy, you know, um, he like notices that he's taking a piss. And then dude is like, yo, did you just piss on me? And he low-key kind of did, bro. Like, at least the pee that landed on the ground splashed on him. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was take, basically taking a piss in the public in front of everybody, near everybody. Like, yo, whose man's is this? Like, right. his, his peoples couldn't... Man, wow. So so what did old boy do? So, uh, so you know, so he can, so, 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 you know, the black guy confronts him. Like, yo, did you piss on me, bro? And then, like, over a span of, like, seven seconds he just like goes from zero to a hundred he's like bro like bro you just pissed on me bro and then the white guy responds in a coherently like this dude is fucked up he's drunk very drunk and then literally like 
the black guy just slapped the fuck out of him. <laughs> Open hand, Brad. Like straight up God slap. Damn. He just blasted his face, man. Like straight up. <laughs> was it a little mush in it? Was it just no. or was it just like it was straight it was, like God plenty damn. of torque in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like Damn. <laughs> oh man. But the crazy thing is that the white guy literally just falls straight to the ground. Like no stumbling or nothing. Like it's literally it literally looked like a boxing knockout. Straight to the ground, face all in the pee and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you Damn. know what, man? Like black guy, you know, you probably didn't have to take it there, but you on the ground with your face in your own piss, you was asking for it, bro. So uh basically, you know, for our listeners, like you know, I don't even really need to think I need to say get your mans. Cause no, 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 no. <laughs> to his peoples that were there apparently with him. I didn't even know that was they were there as well. Yeah. Um, what did they do? Were they just like, yeah, he kind of deserved it. Like, yo, that's not my mans no more. Like, what, what happened here? So so when he got slapped, he fell. Like, he literally fell in my direction. So <laughs> You all... step back, you didn't even catch him. No, hell no. <laughs> like, I could have. I probably could have caught him, but I was like, no, you had this coming, bro. I'm sorry, man. Damn. And then his friends helped him up immediately, and then the black guy just Dipped. He had a couple friends. They was gone. They was gone <laughs> immediately. End of a night, man. Damn. Yeah. But but mans. I'm saying I don't I don't think you can say get your man's because the other guy handled it for them. Don't I you guess think so? Yeah. But no 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 no. He did. He still needs to get got because you need to be able to hold your liquor to the point where you're not pissing one on people, two in line, three falling into your own piss. Like, bruh, control yourself. <laughs> Whose right. man's is this? Right. He's gonna he goes in the category of looking in that mirror and asking himself, "Whose man's am I?" Bro, that's that's what that needs to be. Yes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> he he definitely needs to reconsider some life things. Um, that shit was just so funny, man. It was. I wish I could have recorded it, but yeah. More importantly, I wish I could see that man to the, like. This morning. See the aftermath? Right. <laughs> He's still got a handprint on his face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his face is at least very red. Because, oh my gosh, like I've never heard a slap that loud Damn. on someone's face in my It was life. audible. Like, it was like cartoonish, I imagine. <laughs> Damn. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, so, uh, but that concludes Get Your Man's Part 2 and the podcast of ATL's Realist. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Yo, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you check us out on Twitter uh, at RealTalkBTH. That's at RealTalkBTH. Hit us up.